Oh, it feels so good to be back. Welcome back to the Chick Foley Show. Feels like we haven't recorded in like 10 years, but it's only been a week. I am yes. I moved out of the in-laws, but I actually came back tonight. A surprise return to record the Ooh. podcast because I didn't, I didn't move out the computer, Sheena. But I'm back here just for an hour, and then I'm going back home. Oh man! Well, dang! I didn't realize I didn't realize you were making a surprise appearance at the in-law studio. Yeah, I didn't feel like slugging the computer around. I've like it was it was like my kid, my wife, and some clothes first, and then you know some groceries, and then we, you know, we've just been moving stuff around. So we we both were off site last week. Me and you kind of uh, you're moving, and you're in the process of moving out of Hawaii. I'm in the process of moving back into my house. So unfortunately, we didn't have an episode last week. We apologize to everyone we uh it's the first i think the first week we've ever missed since uh october when we started the show right yep this is the first the first time i've had you know uh to be like oh this is uh episode 27 again <laughs> this yeah. week you know yeah. um but yeah i i totally know what you mean just like having everything like only wanting to move so much stuff because man you do not realize how much stuff you have until you go to like move everything like and I I purged like you know before we moved like I did we had a huge yard sale I've been taking stuff to like the thrift stores and donations and like giving it away in my neighborhood and dude Phil I swear to God like I'm like when I saw them packing up everything and taking everything out of like cupboards and pantries and like drawers I was like I have to unpack all of this shit on the other side like oh my god so yeah yeah my uh, guys my wife is pretty pissed at me because uh i have like two huge bins of baseball cards two huge bins of uh gi joe figures from my childhood and then i have a bunch of dvd a ton maybe 200 dvds i have old mm -hmm. cds which i never listen to anymore and yeah. um pogs i mean i have like boxes upon boxes my wife has like one tiny box of all her childhood stuff i have like seven bins and i'm and i still got rid of a bunch of stuff i got rid of clothes but uh the, basically what summed up my whole week on the way here i stopped and got gas i'm pulling away stopped in got a little coffee i hear a clunk, 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 and i forgot to uh take the uh the gas pump out of my car <laughs> and uh, i guess they make it because because oh, we're, we're a country of morons like me i guess they make it now so they detach pretty easily so uh that's the first has that ever happened to you before that has never, never, ever happened to me. I've left my little, um, my little cap open on my gas, can, yeah. you know, like where you put the gas in before. But that's it. Uh, I've never actually left with it attached to the car. But it's funny that you talk about getting gas because we're about to ship our car across the country, and you can, you, you have to have less than a quarter tank of gas when you drop it off. So this, like, for the last couple of days, we've been just like stopping at the pump and getting like two gallons of gas. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so, I'm so embarrassed. Like the people that come cents. up behind me. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, a $3 transaction. They're like, damn, this chick must be struggling. She can only put $3 <laughs> worth of gas in her oh car, you God. know? Um, but yeah, it's just the woes, the woes of moving, man. Like, it was so funny with all that. You know, I, I showed you guys on Instagram packing up the Mark Cave and all of that stuff. And we were just like, we had all those totes and we, we had, you know, closed them up. But the moving when they came and did the, the pre-move survey they told us like any tubs that you pack we just have to look in them so that if they get damaged you know we can mark it as you packed it not us and so they're not liable which is totally understandable but then they had to open these tubs of like hundreds and hundreds of wrestling figures oh my God. and the guy the guy was just like he was like whoa what are these you know and i was like <laughs> oh they're just i tried to just play it off so casual you know because i didn't want them to make them seem like they had any value at all I'm like oh they're just wrestling toys you know uh, but in my mind i'm thinking <laughs> oh my hundreds god hundreds of wrestling like, toys 
always, yeah. Yeah, please just pack these with care and do not lose this crate there. And as they were loading them into the crate, I was like, oh my God, please let this crate make it to the other side of the world. Yeah, I think that's Rick Hogan or something. I don't know what that one is. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember who that is. They're all from my son. He's only 20 months old. He has quite the collection. There you go, yeah. Always blame the kid. Uh, so yeah, we are back, and uh, we wanted to, uh, you know, like I said, let you guys know we appreciate it. We also have eleven new Patreon subscribers, Sheena. So we want to welcome them at, the, at this time. Seth Burchett. These are all pretty easy names too. So I'm ex- I'm excited. Jeremy, nice. we don't have five Johns nope. again this month. Yeah. No, uh, Jeremy Ball, Jeff Burnham, Craig Wilson. They all sound like '90s baseball players. Chad Ward. Yeah. Ryan Miller, Brett Brett Vogel, Greg Collins. Charles, Brett. yeah, Brett Vogel, Greg Collins. Do you know Brett Vogel? No, uh, I don't, but I like okay. the name Brett. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, Charles Johnson, Alan Kwahane, and James Cheezer. So welcome, gentlemen. Uh, they uh, probably know that we're doing a new Patreon giveaway on the first week of June, and it's going to be for every existing Patreon member uh, before this and then anyone who signs up for the rest of this month here. So we are now in the possession, Sheena, of a Alistair Black elite figure. One of my Baltimore Elite Squad buddies found that for me. We're going to give that away. We're also going to give away a Alexander Wolf elite that our good friend Marco Denton gave to us. Uh, he he, he uh, donated it to our giveaway, so we're giving away one of those. Oh, and we're giving away a Pete Dunn elite figure. And that's uh, provided to us by one of our awesome pay, uh, Twitter followers. His name uh, escapes me at the moment, but I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, Paul, Gross- those are some straight, some straight fire figures that we are giving away, dude. Those no are shit, like, right? These are the, is, these are the three hardest figures of the year to get. I would say, right? Yeah, these are not like your $5, um, what's that store that you always go to? Ollie's? Big Lots, called? Big Lots, Ollie's, <laughs> yeah, Five Below. Yeah, these are not the Five Below finds. These are like clutch. Yes, these are these are badass figures. It's Paul Grosskutz uh, who is uh, donating to us. He's also going to be, I didn't even tell you about this, Paul is going to be contributing to our Patreon and uh, making some unboxing videos of Hasbro figures that he's collected. Oh, He's unboxing. He's made like four videos already. He's going to send them over to us. So that's going to be an added benefit to all of our Patreon subscribers. But everyone who is a Patreon subscriber on the first episode of June, we will be giving away one of those three hard-to-find figures. You get to pick which one you want. You win. You get to pick. Uh, And the best part, Marco has all three of these figures, so I'm pretty sure he does not want to participate. He, I mean, he donated one of them, and I've found him one of the others. So I think he's he's you know one of our biggest Patreon subscribers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's got some other stuff coming from me and you, uh, but that's another story for another day. But this is going to be wide open. We have about 45, 46 Patreon subscribers right now, so your odds are pretty good. And let you know, the other two figures that we aren't giving away, we're going to give away another one next month. So uh, stay tuned, and if you are not a Patreon subscriber yet, it starts at a dollar a month. $5 gets you our bonus episodes. $10 gets you the bonus episodes plus our unboxing videos, and I'm going to start doing a lot of those now that I'm back in the house. So it's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Check it out there, and, and welcome to those new Patreon subscribers. 
Nah, welcome guys. Welcome to the Chick Foley fam. Yeah, you guys can make sure you send us any listener mail. We love to hear from you guys. Send us at askchickfoley at gmail.com or you can send it to the DMs at over at Chick Foley using the hashtag askchickfoley um, for all of your listener mail. And you can hit hit Philip on the Twitter machine too at Chick at the Chick Foley Show. Is it Chick Foley Show? You know I'm not on Twitter. I, I'm the worst. At, <laughs> it's yes, at Chick Foley Show. The, the okay, I always want to put the in the front, and that's not right. Yes, and I I run the Twitter, not Sheena, so don't try to slide into the DMs and talk talk dirty to me. <laughs> Do it. Okay? Do yeah, it. If I have a couple beers, I'll I'll talk dirty back, but just know it's me and not <laughs> Sheena. Yeah, um, yeah. Any any pictures are subject to public uh, display. So there you go. Yeah. So don't send anything you don't want publicized. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Wiretap. We've been a part of their network for a couple months now. You can go to wiretap.com slash shop and use the code chick foley to get free shipping on anything available there and if you go to that website uh, wiretap.com and type in our name chick foley show uh, you can hear all of our episodes posted there live if you're you know at your desk at your computer you don't want to pull up your phone you can just listen to our show right there and uh, the biggest news of the week are we're partnering with Collar and Elbow, and uh, we've been talking about their t-shirts for quite a while over the last couple weeks. Uh, we now have a coupon code. I get, is it a coupon code? That makes me sound like I'm 100 years old. But yeah, it's just you do a, sound 100 years old. It's a promo code. <laughs> promo yeah, you code. Get your promo code. Get your, co- yeah. <laughs> get your coupons out. Yeah, uh, so it's code CHICK, and you get 10% off at checkout on any t-shirts. Uh, these are literally the, the softest damn t-shirts you'll ever wear, so check them out there. And um, also, we have our Chick Foley shirts available on ProWrestlingTees.com. Sheena, it's been a couple weeks. We've had two episodes of Raw and two episodes of SmackDown to talk about. We have Money in the Bank. This weekend, we have the last episode ever of uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do, you know, but the crazy thing is, is that it's been two weeks and like, you know, admittedly, this has probably been the two most unplugged weeks uh, for me personally, just because like timing and the move and everything, I wasn't able to like tune in the way that I normally do to Raw and SmackDown, but I, I was keeping up, you know, via via Instagram and via, you know, podcasts and reading things on the interwebs. But um, it to me, it didn't seem like a lot happened, but it kind of feels like a lot happened, but it was like like kind of a schmungle, like a, like a, what the hell is going on here? You know, um, does that, did it feel like that to you too? Like, I feel like everything changed, but like nothing really happened. Does that make sense? Uh, totally. It's, it was the, if you had to miss two weeks of wrestling, this was the two weeks to do it. It was the, it's the lowest ratings in like company history though. Like, you know, like that makes me really sad. I, I'm like, I feel like they're kind of like that. Like I've talked about before the little meme where the dog is there and like the flames are coming around and they're like, I'm fine. I'm fine, and the flames just keep <laughs> getting okay. closer yeah. and closer. You know, yeah, I'm I'm totally okay. Yeah, this is uh, I've never been a huge fan of AEW and the people that they have running that company, but this is the perfect time for some competition, and they we can I guess we can talk about it now. They've announced that AEW is going to be broadcast on TNT, similar to how Nitro yeah. was back in the day, and that's huge news. Because we didn't know what they were going to do with uh, AEW if they were going to be on some sort of streaming platform or just on YouTube or on their own website. But I mean, TNT, damn, man! I mean, they're they're um, for for a company that's only had one show and doesn't even have a full roster yet. It's pretty impressive. 
Yeah, you know, it is really impressive. And, you know, the the thing about AEW is, like, you know, they're not underfunded. Like, they have plenty of funds to make things happen. So they're, I think they're just getting started. I mean, they got this TV deal. Um, they are getting some really good talent. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, who do they have? But, I mean, dude, they have, like their roster is pretty stacked for just like just getting started. You know what I mean? Um, and what I love about AEW is I, I really feel like they, they have younger people running the company versus WWE. Like, listen, I'm not shitting on WWE. You guys know I'm a WWE mark through and through. Um, but I feel like having that youthful approach is really going to hit that younger demographic. Kind of, I mean, you know, us. I mean, I consider us young, right? <laughs> like 30s. Oh, yeah. in I, our I 30s, did just I, use I, the term coupon code. But. <laughs> oh, you did. Dang it. You're aging. You're young. Still. You're what, young. What the hell? Um, but, yeah, I really think, you know, with them, you know, having that youthful leadership, it, it's, it's really going to help tap into that younger demographic and have new creative ideas. And they, they really want it to be a sports-centric program. So, you know, they have talked about in the past, like, wins and losses actually mattering in pro wrestling, which is like, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if it, they've done stuff like that in the past in WWE, but like we all know, like WWE gets bored of stuff in like two weeks. So even if they did do some sort of scoring system in the past, it just, it was like fly by night, kind of just like, oh, this is, we're doing this kind of like the brand split, right? Yeah, of course. Um, and then, uh, but I, I, I'm really interested to see how that works in AEW and see how they do it and see how, you know, they, they make those wins and losses matter. And like, as far as like championships and opportunities and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's impressive for them. I'm actually going to be at Jimmy's Seafood, me and a bunch of the, my buddies from the Baltimore Leeds squad. I hate to drop that name again, but, uh, we're all going to be at Jimmy's famous seafood. They're charging, I think it's seven bucks to he- a head to get in and I bought my tickets already for all of us and go there and eat some good food. I mean, I think it's like 50 or 55 99 for to order uh double or nothing, but I'm going to be watching it. I'd like to do a Patreon episode. I know you're going to be in flux a little bit over the next couple of weeks, but uh, if you're going to be watching we'll be it in too, Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, okay. We, cool. Oh, we definitely will. Yeah. We'll, we'll be in Kentucky at that point. We'll be watching it at the in-laws house. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely get to watch it. We'll definitely get to talk about it. Um, and yeah, we'll you know, all those things. And, I'll be, uh, I'll be, yeah, I'll be a little bit more settled at that point and, you know, have a little bit more, a little bit more hands to help with all, all the things, all the dogs and all of that. But yeah, the, uh, the double or nothing pre-show is actually going to show on TNT. Um, and then obviously you can get, um, you know, you can stream it exclusively on the Warner media's BR live, uh, or get the pay-per-view. So whatever, whatever you choose, but yeah, I'll definitely going to be tuning into double or nothing. Cool. Yeah. It should be a good show. We'll, uh, get into that probably next week after money in the bank. Uh, during our Money in the Bank recap episode. Uh, but, yeah, big big news for those guys and props to them. Uh, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you didn't miss much. We did the, we did the Superstar shake-up, and then now Vince McMahon came out. And you, and you want to talk about AEW being on the pulse of things. Vince McMahon really does not look like he wants to be in the ring, does not look like he should be in the ring, and he doesn't even look mm-hmm. like he knows what he's talking about. He in, invokes this wild card rule. Which, you know, does it put an end to the brand split? We have people on both shows, and now the Usos were moved to Raw. They got a shot at the SmackDown tag team titles at Money in the Bank. It just doesn't seem like there's any continuity, like they even care about who's on what show. So why why should the fans care? And it's it's just, I mean, since WrestleMania, WrestleMania was so good, the way they built everything, it's been a pretty steady decline since then. Yeah, um, I totally agree. the The brand split, the brand split was in and of itself 
a, a mess, you know, like they, they did the brand split and then they, they called a bunch of people back and, you know, it was like the whole thing with like Fox and then they had to move people because they're married because, you know, it was like this whole thing. Right. So we didn't really know who, who was on what brand. And then they were announcing people online um, and, you know, that they didn't announce on the show, like, oh, well, this person's on SmackDown or this person's on Raw. Um, and then, so then once that kind of got settled and we're like, okay, well, we kind of have an idea who's on what show at this point, right? And then Vince McMahon comes in with this wild card rule, pal, um, where four superstars can go to any show on any given night. Um, and it just seems to me like, like you said, like, why have it in the, like, why, like, what's the point of this? I don't really understand. And I, I think this is definitely the beginning of the end of the brand split. Um, but I, I think there should just be like a soft split, right? So like certain guys have storylines that are more prominently featured on one show than the other. Um, or there's like certain storylines that are more prominently featured on one show or the other, but there's no hard and fast rules as to which guys and chicks can go on which show or who can show up at what show. Right. Um, you either have to have it one way or the other, right. You either have to have a hard split or like have it where it doesn't matter, but it's like, I like, I like things about both of those ideas, right? Like I like the idea of a hard split, and having like being able to showcase more superstars on on specific shows, right? And not having the same people on every night on Monday and Tuesday. But I also like the idea of like anything can happen, right? Anybody can challenge for any title at any given time. But you are gonna have if you do that, you're gonna have to consolidate. Like you said, like what's the point? The the Usos are on Raw, but they're fighting for the SmackDown tag titles, right? Like there should just be one set of tag titles if that's the case. Here's the here's the best example. Apollo Crews is on SmackDown. This week he was on Raw and lost to Mojo Riley. What's what's the point of that? Like why? I mean, he, he's not even on SmackDown. He's not even a, a, like a regular character on the show. Why move him? I mean, have Mojo Riley beat somebody that's already on Raw? Like it doesn't. You know, if you yeah, if right. you're gonna have like uh, AJ Styles chasing Kofi back and forth, you know, that makes sense. It's if it's for a title match. It's you know, you're building it. You want to have big names on both brands, but you know, why have a jobber switching over to job to another jobber on the on the Monday Night Show? It's just it, it just doesn't seem like they thought it through. And I don't know if it's just a reaction to uh, the fans not tuning in, but I mean, I just I don't know. I I don't I don't want it to be just one thing because then you have the same ten people on both shows right. wrestling the kind right. of similar matchups goes from like a triple threat to a tag team match but it's the same three people and then you you know you, half the roster never gets on TV it just doesn't, I mean there's you've got too many people on on the roster now to have you know con- consolidated brands I think just having a I would prefer a total split and then have like these women's tag team belts men's tag team belts crossover. Uh, right. but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm sure they're just, they, they play it. sounds like they play it week to week and they just decide what they want to do at the last moment, which, you know. Yeah. I, I can, I'm going to be totally honest right now. I don't even know who all is on what show. I could not tell you right now who, especially because I've been kind of like in and out this last, this last couple of weeks for Raw and SmackDown. Like I, if I, if you told me a few superstars, I'd be like, well, shit, are they on Raw or are they on SmackDown? I mean, obviously I know the big ones, right? You know, Rollins, AJ, Roman, like, all those guys, like, you know where they are, but it's, 
it's like all those like mid carters. You're like, well, wait a minute. They're on SmackDown this week, but were they, were they part of SmackDown for the brand split or are they doing the wild card? But I, I actually, you know, when they're doing the wild card, because, um, the announcers are like, Oh my God, it's a wild card. He's here for the wild card rule, you know, and they make yeah, it like such yeah. a, such a thing. Um, but yeah, it, I, I'm just, I hope that they get all this sorted out because right now it is just such, such a mess. Um, and I just like, it looks really bad. Yeah, and I hate to go back, you know, two weeks ago, but when when mm. uh, when Vince came out and announced the the wild card thing, it was I think it started with him, or it started it started with Vince, and then Roman came out. Roman basically said, "I don't listen to you anymore. I listen to the fans. I listen to the WWE universe," which was a cool like got a nice pop, yeah. and he said it very well and was well stated. And then at the end of the segment, Vince McMahon made a match for him, and he's just like, "Okay." Like I thought you were, I thought you weren't listening to what he said anymore. Like, what is going right. on? Like, come on, you know. It's like yeah. Well, the thing about this is, I I don't mind. I don't like I said. I don't mind a soft split like where it's like um like where we talked about um the Miz is kind of like still in this storyline with Shane, but Shane's kind of also in this storyline. I like that. You know, it kind of feels like Attitude Era-ish where there's like a lot of intermingling storylines, right? Where like, you know, Miz and Shane have their own little thing going on, but Shane's also leading this charge against Roman with the, you know, the (laughs) channel changers um, and Elias. And I just think that I I kind of dig that part of it, right? Where you're just kind of like, wow, like all these guys are kind of like, we never see all these guys on the screen together at the same time um, because normally they have the, the... match is so segmented right like you know this is this segment right this is this feud that's going on it has nothing to do with any other feud that's going on in the in the wwe universe and here's this match it has nothing it's totally separate from anything else that's going on but right now we kind of have this thing where it's like it's like this melting pot right we're seeing all these different stars up in all these different places and continue feuds while they're not even really a part of the show and i think that is kind of cool i think that's a cool aspect of kind of having that softer brand split versus like the hard split where it's like you know no you have to be on this show yeah i I agree hopefully they get it figured out but um we don't want to spend too much time on raw and smackdown because true yeah we have a pay-per-view this weekend uh money in the bank uh so let's get into it. i know the pre-show match we don't have it listed here but uh it is Tony Nese defending against Avari in a uh, cruiserweight title match. I don't see that one. You know, I don't. I don't see Tony Nese losing that belt yet, especially to someone like Davari, who doesn't seem to be a, much of a player on Two Hundred Five Live. But you know these guys better than I do. Yeah, it's it's just your flavor of the week cruiserweight match. Again, I don't watch um, you know a ton of Two Hundred Five Live. I really think that um, you know, I mean, maybe Tony Nese losing the the title and it get a little bit of you know it start to bounce around and give a few more stars a little bit of shine. Maybe that could be interesting to kind of shake up the cruiserweight because, you know, Buddy Murphy had it for so long um, because I totally didn't see Buddy Murphy losing it at Maine. Sorry about that, folks. Sheena is actually in, as she mentioned, a hotel room. So we're Skyping via uh, wife, hotel Wi-Fi, which is not always the best, but uh, that's, that's... <laughs> yeah. Probably the internet guys don't want us talking about a pre-show cruiserweight match, so let's let's keep it moving. Roman Reigns versus Elias is probably you know a, a perfect place on the card for Roman here. Uh, what's your prediction for this one? I'm interested to see how they they go with this. Yeah, I think this could I, you know obviously the, the my automatic answer is Roman's just gonna Roman's gonna beat Elias. 
However, I think it could be a little more convoluted than that. I kind of talked about it in previous episodes, how um, I feel like Shane is going to come in and cause a, you know, a scuffle in this match and kind of cause a schmozzy ending and uh, get Elias the win and then set up Roman versus Shane for the Saudi Arabia match. I think that could, I think that's where this is headed. I mean, I could be totally wrong, but um, if I had to just pick, I'm going to say I'm going with Roman. Yeah, I got a feeling Roman loses this match for some reason. So I'm going to go with Elias. I feel like they're building some sort of stable between him and Shane. And then they have Corbin and uh, Bobby Lashley hanging around. Bobby I mean, Lashley. Yeah, they should they should do something with these guys and have them as kind of a new corporation. Because, I mean, remember Elias six months ago? We were talking about this guy really as kind of – he, he was about to break out. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know since as, since like WrestleMania time I don't think he's done the, you know, the the he hasn't been on the mic he hasn't been you know playing guitar and doing like you know shitting on people in the ring like which what he's really the best at you know I don't so I'm kind of confused what they're doing with Elias here so I think a win for him would do more than for Roman for sure. True. Yeah, he definitely has the most to prove here. Um, and I, I, I like it, though. I like I, I'm, I've been wanting Elias to get a shot to actually wrestle and have a legitimate, meaningful feud. And this is what we're getting with him and Roman. And I think um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I, either way it goes. I mean, obviously, I, I'm, I got to cheer for my dog, Roman. Um, but even if Elias wins, I, I, I think I love Elias, too. So I think it could be good for him. All right. Uh, so we're split on that one, which is good. Shane McMahon versus The Miz. <laughs> In a steel cage match, which is going to be fun. Yeah, huh. yeah. Uh, it, it, I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be a surprise, like killer match. I think um, you know, obviously Shane is going to do something insane, um, as we already know. But I think they're just going to beat the living crap out of each other, and I'm excited. I'm excited to see it. I can't believe I've actually said I'm excited to watch a Miz, you know, a Miz match. Yeah, even with Miz as a face, I'm still kind of into this. I'm really hoping we see some more Miz, Miz's dad uh, in the cage at some point. And uh, just I'm another meme-worthy photo of him trying to put his dukes up. But uh, I don't know. After after he got a broke, broken rib at Mania, I don't know if he'll uh, he'll get back in the ring. Yeah, this has to be the blow-off for this feud, though. So I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say Miz is going to win this thing. Yeah, I'm going with the Miz too. Right, U.S. Championship match: Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio with. Uh, uh, Dominic on a pole match, I guess. <laughs> yeah, oh, he has to get involved yeah. here at some point, right? What is what's what has been going on here? Because Dominic is still kind of hanging around. They didn't do anything at WrestleMania for him. He wasn't even there. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's definitely got to get involved. Uh, I think Samoa Joe said something along the line some, at some point this week, saying he was going to show uh, Dominic like what it what it means to be a, a real man or something like that. Um, so they're definitely playing it up, you know, but I always wanted it like, it always blows my mind. I was telling Hill husband about this the other day. I was like, why is Samoa Joe like so into his opponent's families? Like he was like tormenting AJ Styles, his family, Oh yeah, um, yeah. you know, and then he was like stalking them. And now he's like, you know, really uh, harassing Dominic. I'm like, dude, Samoa Joe, you need a new gimmick. You're going to get typecast as like some sort of like family stalker. Yeah. Leave the families out of this, man. Come on. Leave um, the families out of this. I'm going for Joe in this one. I am, a, I am as well. I think he keeps the belt. I think uh, maybe either Dominic turns on him or Samoa Joe, uh, you know, involves Dominic and Rey Mysterio has, is distracted. It's going to be some sort of mm-hmm. fluky finish. Yeah, uh, I can see that. I can see uh, him him doing something to Dominic and getting Rey distracted and then and then getting the win that way for sure. Uh, we didn't even talk about the Eco Warriors winning the belts on SmackDown. 
uh, after, yeah. which which is crazy. I mean, I guess that's why they did the Kofi Daniel Bryan match on Raw because that's you know mm-hmm. really didn't make too too much sense at the time because they're both SmackDown guys fighting mm-hmm. for the SmackDown belt on on Raw. But I guess they wanted to have a blow off of that feud uh, in order to get the belts on them. Yeah, and that that was a really that was a really good match. You it know, was. getting back really quickly. Speaking speaking of Daniel Bryan and Kofi, like you know, the wrestling on Raw and SmackDown has actually been really good. It's like, probably you know, been the was, best part of the show. Yeah. Yeah, like Cesaro and uh, Ray, like you know, it's 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 been really really good, like the technical wrestling, but it's the storylines that have been so convoluted that really, um, you know, really made the show kind of crappy. And what's so funny about that is like, you know, we always we always complain like, oh, you know, they don't give they don't give the superstars time, or wrestling is boring, or it's so PG. But like the wrestling has been really good, but we've been programmed as WWE marks to be invested in the storyline. So even though we're getting some incredible matches in the ring, because the storylines are so shitty and convoluted, we're, we're like crapping on the product, you know, which is so ironic um, because, you know, all this time we're like, oh, well, we, you know, we just want really good wrestling, right? But we don't realize how invested we are in them actually telling us a good, meaningful story and putting together good, meaningful feuds. But sorry, I, that was a total aside, but I had to jump in when you were talking about Daniel Bryan and Kofi because I was like, dude, there's been some really great matches as of late but it's just been so crazy because we didn't like they didn't make any sense you know yeah that's the only thing i'm worried about with aew that i think they're gonna have a bunch of badass wrestlers uh are they gonna be able to sustain like a weekly show with the roster they have and are they gonna be able to put storylines together because they can talk about wins and losses mattering all they want i don't even know what that means but um i I think you you can't have a a two-hour weekly show three-hour weekly show without having some sort of you know good storylines that people can watch and be entertained by so i doubt it's going to be a three-hour show surely it's just going to be like an hour two hours at max right yeah Uh, they they know yeah there's no way they could sustain three hours of programming with with their current roster and like especially just being a new programming so yeah i I definitely think an hour but yeah i I think they'll be fine um i'm interested to see like how, how they how they take it but yeah let's get back to money in the bank sorry to get like you know i just had to like touch on that because i was like man it's just it's so funny to me that we've had some really great matchups um because people are crossing over and you know they're just giving us they're giving us a lot of new stuff but it's that we don't know why we're getting these matches so eco warriors versus the usos i'm gonna I, I they can't take these straps off of the eco warriors which i love that name i mean it's not as good as the yeah. kabuki warriors but um it's it'll do that uh <laughs> What about the Viking Warriors? Oh, or wait, the, yeah, the Kabuki <laughs> Experience. <laughs> the Kabuki Experience. Um, yeah, I, I definitely think Daniel Bryan and Rowan are, are retaining in this one. Uh, I don't see any way that they're that they're losing those titles right away. Yeah, Battle Pack coming in twenty twenty two for those guys. That, you know, two years after <laughs> they split up. <laughs> oh man! All right, so we're with each other on that. Eco Warriors keep the belts. The first of two women's tag team matches on the card, yeah. which I don't know how they're going to break this up. I'm sure maybe one of them is going to be the first match of the night. Uh, let's start with Becky versus Lacey, Lacey Evans. Yeah, let's start yeah. with that. I think Lacey's going to be the first one uh, of the night. I think this is going to be a really, really good match um, based off what I've seen of Lacey so far, and we all know Becky can go. I think it's going to be a great match. Lacey definitely has the most to prove in this pay-per-view, right? Out of, out of the three women in this in this situation, she has the most to prove as far as like need, needing this win. Um, my heart tells me that Becky is going to leave with both belts, but part of me 
part of me is like, Sheena, you're not being realistic. Um, so I think Lacey's going to lose. Um, but I think it's, it's going to be a hard fought, like well fought match. And then Becky's going to go into the match with Charlotte, like with both belts, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's going to be like, okay, I could, I could leave here, Becky two belts. Right. Um, and then I think Charlotte might actually take one of those, or we have some sort of money in the bank cash in situation. Yeah, I think Lacey Evans is destined for big things. She's been great in leading up to this. She's, I mean, she's given some pretty good promos. She hasn't been perfect, but I mean, she, she's this is her first couple matches here. This is, I think, her first pay per view match. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think she's uh, destined for big things. I think Becky wins here, but what? I think maybe not this show, but the next show, they're they're going to take one of these belts off of her. We'll see what you think about the Charlotte match, but. I don't know, but the whole Becky Lynch character, and we've talked about that too, she seems to be back to before she was the man, just kind of smiling and mm-hmm. giggling and like back to love and life and, you know, yeah. drop well, I mean, kind you, of the badass. Love life, yeah, you would love life too if you were a double champ. You know, I feel like I feel like it, it, it's kind of fitting, right? Like she, she had so much to prove at, to win at Mania. Like that's when she was like that scrappy, like, you know, by any means necessary with her and Rhonda and Charlotte. Um, she was just like strictly business. And now that she's got both the titles, like she's like, Hey, you know, like I'm the man, like, you know, you can, you can come, you know, challenge me, but, um, I don't think she's got that. Like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like ferocity about her, you know, because she's yeah. already proven, she's already proven herself. True. Yeah, I could see that. I think she beats Lacey here, but Lacey's destined for big things going forward. And um, Mm -hmm. we'll see what happens later on in the show. Uh, Kofi Kingston defending against KO for the WWE Championship. What say you on this one? I... This one was really tough for me. I could really see this one going either way. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be close. Like I mean, it was like literally a 50-50 split for me who was gonna win this match. But I'm thinking my heart is telling me that they're not taking the strap off of Kofi just yet. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna I don't think they're gonna kill the dream quite so early. Nah, I'm going KO. I don't know. Oh I, man, I, tell I know. why? What, 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 convince me, convince me, because I like I said, it was legit a 50-50 split on this one for me yeah i just feel like that they've built it toward ko becoming kind of that next big heel for the company i don't think kofi was even supposed to be in the plans for winning the title here i think they kind of rushed all of that along so they're going to find a way to screw him out of it uh i just i just think they gave the fans what they want and they're ready to kind of move on now uh i could be wrong but i just have a feeling when i watch KO and watch those promos. I think he he's great with the title. And I, I, if I had oh, to pick, yeah. you know, if I had to pick two, you know, two to three guys to build a company around, you know, KO is my main heel would probably be up at the top of my list. He's he's pretty awesome, and I think they true. need to spotlight him a little bit more. So I'm going KO. We don't have a yeah, we don't have a true heel. I mean, I guess you could call I guess you could call Joe, but we don't have a true heel champion right now. You know, um, all of our all of our champions are pretty much baby faces, exactly. um, and I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't even consider, um, you know, Joe like a true full on heel, you know. Um, so, yeah, I could totally see it, you know, just putting putting the strap on a on a heel for just for just for the hell of it. But um, yeah, but I, Kofi stood strong on Tuesday. So, yeah, maybe maybe they were setting us up for heartbreak on Sunday. Yeah, I feel like you just have more faces over on SmackDown now to 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 go for the title. I mean, if Kofi beats mm-hmm. KO, Daniel Bryan's now tied up in the tag team division. I don't know who you really, I guess you have Randy Orton waiting in the wings. I don't, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's tough. So, 
Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm still I'm sticking with Kofi. You're going with KO, so okay. we're, we're split on this one. Do we see any of the New Day members interfere? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't think Big E is. I don't think he's cleared yet, right? I ha, I don't think he's no. like um, you know cleared to like do anything. But I I, I could definitely see because I I think Sami Zayn may get involved in some in some capacity with this too. So I could totally see Xavier coming out and like you know. Cock blocking <laughs> Sami Zayn's attempt at uh, at fighting Kofi, right? Well, for sure. Becky Lynch again defending against Charlotte Flair. We haven't seen this mm-hmm. match in quite a while. These two going at it. It's been a while. I'm excited. Yeah. This is this is an old favorite Man, for man. a lot of people. I've heard. So yeah, I'm excited to de- knock the dust off of this one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think this is the end of the chapter here. I forget what podcast I was listening to, but they were talking about how. Uh, Charlotte and Lacey would be an awesome tag team, uh, women's tag team, and not, you know steal the belts off of somebody at SummerSlam. And I could I could definitely see that to do something different, get them out of mm-hmm. the get Charlotte out of the World Championship picture because people are kind of sick of her. I love watching her fight, but I, yeah, I she's think... amazing. But she feels like an afterthought in this whole in this whole feud between you know the the Becky two belts, her and Lacey and Charlotte. Like her her pro. All right, we're back. Sheena, you before we were rudely interrupted by our internet problem here, you were saying that Charlotte has mainly bit, seemed like an afterthought during this whole feud. Yeah, you know, I kind of I was talking about I don't know how much how much you guys heard before I went dark in this hotel room, but um her her promos have just been very rigid and just kind of of like very scripted and I feel like the other two women just feel more elevated than her in this particular feud, right? And I I just not that you guys know I'm a fan of Charlotte. I love her. She's an incredible athlete and just an incredible superstar. She has the it factor. I mean, she is a flair, you know, she's genetically superior, but, um, I just think she needs to cool off. You know, I think, I think I would rather see her kind of like in a mid card type situation for the women, or even like match her up. Like you said, match her up with somebody for a little bit of tag action, right? Get some tag, get her, get her a tag championship, right? Like how cool would that be? Yeah, I think they have to do something with her for a little bit just to kind of keep her fresh. So uh, I think Becky wins both of these matches. I'm sure you feel the same way, but I think one of those range is going to is going to end sooner than later. True. I, I, well, the only thing I'm worried about, though, is I think I think she could win both of them, and then we're all like, hell yeah, you know, Becky Two Belts reigns supreme, and then we hear someone's entrance music hit and that cash in. You know, can Becky really, like – defend a third time you know oh man that's a good call yeah just make it so mm-hmm. she's just kind of like or or just have it every raw and smackdown she's defending the belts twice where she's like she's beating people but she's just getting more and more tired or i don't know how you would kind of you'd really have to kind of be able to show that as far as acting chops but you know i, th- I think sure. i think you could do it some way uh mm-hmm. the the final match of the night oh no the final singles no. match mm-hmm. yeah is uh seth versus aj a match we've been wanting to see for quite a, quite some time, and I think this is going to be really fun. I don't know if they're going to give us a satisfying ending to it, Sheena, but I think it's going to be fun to watch. 
I think it'll be satisfying. I, I, you know, that promo package that they did um, for Seth and AJ this past week was really, really excellent. I mean, WWE, if they excel at one thing, it's making, like doing their little build-up promo packages for for feuds. And I, I love the Seth and AJ one. Um, and I, I definitely, I'm, I'm going with Seth in this one. I think Seth wins. But I think we're going to get a full... AJ heel turn, you know, cause AJ keeps making mention that he's got friends, you know, he keeps talking about how, um, you know, Seth no longer has the shield, but he's like, you know, he has friends. So I'm like, I think this could be a full heel turn moment. Um, you know, he could get up at the end, you know, they have just a hard fought killer match. They get up and show respect to each other at the end. And we all know AJ's learned from the best dick puncher in the biz, Shinsuke Nakamura. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised to see him do like a, a low blow on, on Seth Rollins, uh, and just do a full on heel turn. That's kind of what happened to him with Daniel Bryan. So that would be kind of a full circle type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it is weird that he keeps saying that. I thought the the Good Brothers were done with WWE pretty soon, but maybe, maybe not. I don't know what. I mean, you could put Finn and Nakamura with him and kind of revitalize those guys and make a new kind of Bullet Club. But, you could uh, always just give him the Channel Changers. You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, the, the mid the mid card of evil is one of my uh, my favorite wrestling podcast calls them the mid card of evil. I just, I'm like, yep, that's them. Yep. They'll, yep. they'll be there whenever you need them. I gotta find there. out what, what uh, Pantene Pro V that uh, AJ Styles uses, man, because his hair looks better every single week. Super shiny, right? Right, like, yeah. The, huh. the man has some serious shine. Yeah, he definitely needs to be doing shampoo commercials. Uh, so now we go into our Money in the Bank matches. So I'm sure they're going to split these up at some somehow, some somehow, some way. Because uh, mm-hmm. they're they're pretty jam packed, but let's start with the women's match. You got Natalia, the master of the double sharpshooter. Uh, my girl, yep. my girl Dana, Your favorite. <laughs> my girl Dana Brooke, also my favorite. Naomi, Alexa Bliss, <laughs> Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and last year's winner, Carmella. So I don't know who who is going to win this thing. Um, I, my my gut is telling me Bailey has a really good chance to win. You know now that she's not really paired up with um, with Sasha, um, so I think Bailey. I think I think they might give it to Bailey. I could see that. There's some people in this match they just haven't. I mean, what is Natalia, Naomi, and Ember Moon? They haven't talked. They don't have any kind of storyline. They have nothing to fight for. They have no like kind of enemy in this match. They're just kind of there. Um, yeah, we talked about this in our last time we recorded, like, you know, have something that each of these people is fighting for. They've kind of done with Dana Brooke and I really like what they've been doing with her. I, I feel like she could be a kind of a dark horse to win this thing. I'm going to go Alexa. I'm going to go Mandy Rose. I think, I think she, you know, give it to somebody like, like Carmela was last year, like a heel that can cash in. And, and like you said, with, with Becky, it would, it would make sense. But man, Bailey would be a nice pick too. Have we heard anything more about Sasha on on the dirt sheets or anything? I don't know. I've, I, have, I have. Yeah, I have not. But I have not been. I have not been like scouring the internet for information on Sasha. But yeah, now that you mention it, like it's it's funny that I you know I haven't um I haven't ever <laughs> I haven't heard anything about her in a while. Yeah, uh, this is a pretty. I mean, it's a lot of talented ladies in this match. Outside of, I'm not a huge fan of Natalia, as as all our listeners probably know. But I think Ember Moon could do some cool stuff in this match. I think Alexa Bliss is perfect for this because she doesn't have to take a, a ton of bumps. You know, always can rest when you have eight people in a match at the same time. 
But, yeah, uh, but I mean Alexa, but Alexa won it last year. Carmella won it. Oh, the year okay, before. that's right. So it's like, yeah, so it's like I, I don't, I don't see either one of them. I mean, maybe you know they could have the claim to like the two-time, like Miss Money in the Bank. I don't know. I mean, I think Alexa would be good because I, I definitely think a heel is a better person with the Money in the Bank. I think it's it's definitely more of a heel gimmick. Am I wrong in assuming that? Like, I feel like it just it fits a heel better. Oh, 100 percent. It was it was completely wasted on Braun Strowman. You know, it was mm-hmm. like didn't feel right that he had the, that he had it because it didn't. You know, it's kind of meant to be cashed in an inopportune time and kind of right, a weasley. Right when somebody's down and out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I mean, I, I I wouldn't put it past them to have Alexa win this. You know, it would be her first really big showing since she's been back. Um, I love Alexa, so I wouldn't be mad at it at all. But um, I'm gonna go with Bailey. Okay, I'll go Mandy Rose. That's interesting. Uh, the men's. Money in the Bank match is Sami Zayn, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, and Randy Orton. And before we get into our predictions, we have something pretty cool. All of my buddies in the Baltimore Elite Squad, that's a third mention of the other show for them. That's uh, on the tally. If you're, if, you're take, if you're playing the Baltimore Elite Squad shot <laughs> game, don't, be, don't drive tonight. But, uh, yeah, we, 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 we're, we're all in this Facebook group, and we kind of all – hunt for figures together and whenever something new comes out like the alexander wolf came out we did a, a randomizer list for all of our names so you know this guy's at the top of the list he gets the you know the first one we find goes to him and then so on and so forth so we're all it's kind of kind of fair it's a random thing uh we did a a free drawing where all of us were assigned a number we we picked our person ran you know assigned it randomly and uh if that person wins we basically have a money in the bank shot so when we make one of these lists say when the store exclusive live morgan comes out or something we can cash in and be p- bumped to the top of the list and that oh, person goes so into cool. our spot yeah i thought it was a pretty oh. cool uh, brandon our buddy brandon put it together so i have andrade in the uh in the list and our buddy chris did have ron Strowman, and he was bumped for someone and we have one of our buddies who didn't get into the elite the, the final eight and he we told him hey if someone it was it was super random it was like two days before for raw we're like hey if someone gets bumped out you get, you know you'll replace and you'll be whoever that person is which i don't, I don't know if he knew something was going to happen but now he has Sami Zayn, and our buddy chris is uh yeah. is out because braun Strowman is out of this match so um <laughs> so it'd be pretty fun I hope, I'm, I'm pulling for andrade and that was my pick you know before the, any of this happened so maybe it's um kind of fate but uh, outside of him i would say drew mcintyre is probably my i could see him winning this he's another heel he could do mm-hmm. some cool things with it uh, what say you? I I could see Sami Zayn definitely winning this. He's he's definitely had a lot of momentum um, since he's come back, and he's he's a hardcore heel. I mean, he's got heat for days. Um, I could see him or the apple of WWE's eye, <laughs> Baron Corbin. Don't say I, it. No. I I know. I cannot believe I'm even saying this, but I, I it it just feels like there is something like I feel like it, in this next year, we could potentially see a Baron Corbin, like, championship run. Like, that's what it feels like to me, because they just will not let Baron Corbin die. Not that I want him to die. Let me know. But they just will not put him to rest. And I just, I I don't understand. I don't get it. Um, maybe I'm a lot harder on him than a lot of other people, but, dude, 
could totally see him winning this and just just oh, to like God. piss people off. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine him with the Money in the Bank briefcase, all the promos and like uh, all the? Oh my gosh! The, the guy does have natural heat, and unlike everybody, I mean, Andra- people like Andrade, people like McIntyre, people like you know they're cheering for Sami Zayn's promos, but pe- everyone hates Baron Corbin, and you can't you can't buy that kind of heat uh, in today's day right. and age. So. I, I crazier things have happened and I, I mean if you know if you I don't want to see them jump the the world titles around too much here and there but god you could really build a guy up by giving you know stealing a victory over Seth Rollins and stealing the belt like they did with Dolph Ziggler uh oh, many yeah. years ago Ooh. so yeah sure. uh so that is that your pick or are you gonna or I'm, gonna, just... I'm, going, I'm going with Sam. i'm sticking with sammy zane but i just had to add that like i would not be shocked so i want everybody i'm putting it on the record now i will not be shocked if baron corbin wins money in the bank but i am i'm my heart is picking sammy zane that's my official pick okay yes I mean, it was interesting that they inserted him into this match but yeah you can't mm-hmm. den- deny the last month or so that he's been on fire and you know, mm-hmm. God, I would love to see him cash in on, you know, him and KO have had so many barn burner type matches. Man, that would be yeah. an awesome feud, those guys. I mean, they're yeah, both, they're both heels. But. Yeah, that would be an interesting turn, too. Like, you know, if if, uh, if KO beats Kofi and gets the title and then Sammy wins Money in the Bank and cashes in against KO. Yeah. Place would go crazy, for sure. Yep, that would that would be nuts. Okay, cool. That's uh, uh, shaping up as a pretty good show. I mean, I'm I'm mostly excited about that Rollins AJ Styles match. I think they put that in there really. You know, this is the week before. This is the week week before your competitors having their biggest show. I mean, you have to come. You have know, to prepared. come correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, we we didn't talk about one of the most exciting things from this past week is uh, the Firefly Funhouse oh, gets yeah. dark. Good it call. gets super dark. Um, and I was kind of obsessed with it i thought it was amazing and i'm really 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 interested to see how they play this off and how how this character like what this character is right and what he does um because if, if you missed it you need to find it on youtube immediately and watch it the most recent fi- episode of firefly funhouse uh bray comes out as his normal self and then he says he's still got a lot of evil in him he has a secret and then he transforms into his like darker self and he he's wearing these like circus pants and like this ringmaster like coat kind of thing and he's got this uh, i don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, american horror story but it's almost like a twisty type mask twisty the clown um like joker mask on and it is terrifying yeah it was pretty uh pretty cool looking i, I don't know where they're gonna go with it but i guess that's a good thing um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought they were. I mean, does that mean you think he makes an appearance at Money in the Bank? I don't know if they can do any promos now. Now that they've kind of unveiled this look, and this is—is is mm-hmm. this going to be something similar to Finn Balor, where he's the he's the Mister Rogers type character, you know, and then he gets upset and becomes this clown alter yeah. ego, or I've I've heard I've heard a couple people mention that, and you know, that was something I was thinking about in my mind. I was like, well, is he is this his gimmick? Like, is this what he's going to wrestle as? You know, and does he is he going to wrestle in the mask, or is it like just going to be an entrance gear piece? Like, the mask is just going to be like you know something he wears to the ring, um, or like you said, is it going to be this like fifty fifty split, like you know Jekyll and Hyde situation where he like sometimes wrestles as you know Mister Rogers and then <laughs> wrestles as the twisted clown. Um, Either way, I'm into it, but they could, they have to capitalize on this, like, 
right a freaking way because this has the potential to go downhill quickly if they one if they put him in a feud it needs to be a killer feud right off the bat it needs to happen at like a mage spot i was thinking he could show up at money in the bank against maybe like joe and get like a u.s title feud going but i was like you know what i feel like it needs to be bigger than that like i could see him potentially getting involved in the seth and aj match right and then screwing AJ out of a title shot and then really just jumping right in head first with Seth. Um, because the, the man has to win whatever feud he's in first. They cannot have him lose another freaking feud and he needs a title ASAP. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm interested to see him deliver some promos without that Bray Wyatt accent, you know, with, you know, mm-hmm. kind of being more himself because I mean, he, he can talk, he can deliver some fire promos and, Mm-hmm. A lot of people pointed out that the uh, the sister Abigail in the background, you know, once he once he changed and put that mask on, she kind of took the look of like the, when he was. Remember, he dressed up like Sister Abigail in one of those mm-hmm. promos. It, it kind of looked like that, so maybe that meant something. But uh, I think it's gonna be pretty cool. I'm excited to see where they go with it, and um, you know, uh, it's not gonna be a fan favorite for kids, but. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I'm excited to see the merch. Like, I'm ready to get, like, a freaking Firefly Funhouse t-shirt, you know? Um, I'm, I'm pumped for that. But, yeah, he's definitely not going to be very very kid-friendly. But I, do you think he's going to show up on Sunday, or do you think it's going to be a Monday post-Money in the Bank appearance? I think you have to do it at the pay-per-view. I think you want I do, money, too. You know? I do, too. Yeah, you want, especially since ratings have been such crap, um, you've got you to do it at the pay-per-view in, to get you know. Yeah, that's how you get people to tune in to Raw, man. So especially if it's like a major title angle, right? Like if he if he's coming for Rollins, like people are gonna watch that shit. You know what I mean? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, if I think if you, even if you don't do that, if you can have it, so he just kind of even if he doesn't wrestle for a little while, have him show up and have him kind of terrorize, you know, some people with you know, he comes up on the jumbotron, he comes out of the you know out of the crowd or. You know, he's just mm-hmm. messing with some of the face guys and doing some weird stuff just to keep him in our – if we don't see him in, you know, in a WWE ring for another couple of weeks, and if, you, and if you let this go by, I mean, this thing has like two and a half million views on YouTube yeah. already. Yeah. So capitalize. You gotta capitalize. Like that's what I, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You cannot have him do stuff that has no meaning or doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't escalate into anything, right? Like you have to make it mean something right freaking now, and you have to show him that this is the new Bray. Like he's here for business. Like he's not the old Bray that would talk all this shit and then lose every feud that he was a part of, right? Um, because it was so hard in those later years of Bray to get behind him because it was just like he's just gonna lose. Like I don't care how interesting he makes dispute or who he's up against like ultimately he's gonna lose and i don't want this new character to do that because i mean he's got so much momentum and as and as obscure and as crazy as this character is and this whole firefly funhouse gimmick is people are behind it i have not heard anybody say anything negative about this everybody's like i'm so into this i'm so here for this right like i love it it's great it's so creative um so do something with it you know yeah i'm just worried that they're it works well in like a a a tape promo type thing but i don't know how it's going to work in the ring but that's not necessarily i think it's going to go badly i just i'm kind of curious how it's how it is going to work i'm not saying it's going to work bad i just want to see how they pull it off so i mean that's kind of what they want they want just I say he just shows up as Mr. Rogers on the 
on when he's doing promos backstage, you know, like he could still do his little fireflies firefly funhouse segments right backstage but then when he wrestles he wrestles as that freaking monster you know like that's who he is when he hits the ring right yeah or just come as the mr rogers character and everyone's kind of like worried like when's he going to turn into this monster? you know basically the same thing you said yeah it's 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 definitely a good dynamic and i think they i think it was it was much needed for his character to have a kind of totally revamped total reboot yeah yep so all right, cool. Yeah, hopefully we see him, and um, it should be a pretty good show. We'll be chatting as part of our Patreon with our v- uh, MVP members or Hall of Fame members, whatever you want to call them. We have a Discord uh, chat set up on our uh, smartphones, so while we're watching, we'll be able to interact live with those folks that are part of our Patreon subscribership. So uh, that's another benefit to uh, hey signing up now, so check it out. And let's get into our Go Figure segment. You ready, Sheena? Yep, I'm ready. Money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, Go Figure is our weekly segment where Sheena and I discuss what we've purchased this week, uh, whether it's wrestling figures, memorabilia, uh, collectibles, and all kinds of stuff in between. And uh, Sheena, I know you're in an interesting spot where you're yeah. <laughs> shipping everything across the world, so you're not really in the position to be buying anything at the moment. Yeah. So, um, you know, I just wanted to. We didn't. We haven't been hunting. We haven't bought. Um, you know, purchased anything. We did get. Um, we did get the Babyface, a Fashion Police uh, battle pack. You know, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, and he's been playing with that in the in the hotel room because all of his all of his action figures got packed up in the move. But um, I definitely, definitely want to take a moment to thank. Um, our homie Marco for the Alexander Wolf uh, hookups uh, and the figures that he's donated for our giveaways. Like Marco is the freaking man. Yeah, I want to get him back on the show because I've had a lot of people on on social media talk about how great he was when he was uh, a guest co-host on that WrestleMania recap episode. So yeah, I, I think Marco sure. and some of our other Patreon members would be cool to do a kind of a, a maybe a mid-year kind of roundtable chat between the the four of us and uh, just kind of talk about how. You know, things look after six months of the year and going into the after SummerSlam type time period would be pretty cool. So thank you, Marco, for those. Thank you for sending us that Pete Dunn. We appreciate you, dude, for sure. Uh, I, my Red Rooster has arrived. It revi- revi- arrived on Thursday or Friday of last week. And um, a lot of people were upset that um, posting pictures on Twitter of some of the stickers and things that they had put over top of the, the boxes. Mine was actually wrapped pretty well it was uh i had like a plastic wrap around it and it had some uh bubble wrap and then it was it was in a nice cardboard box so mine arrived safe and sound so target thank you for that awesome yeah um if anybody wants to be the listener of the week pat patterson is doing a signing in uh hartford (laughs) connecticut this weekend at walmart yeah so um this saturday may 18th so um if you're there you can purchase you can be the first to purchase the uh, new Mattel Elite of Pat Patterson. Um, and if you really, like I said, want to get some some street cred, uh, you could also send us, you know, obviously we're, we're PayPal ready. We, we don't expect you to send us figures for free. But uh, if you want to hook us up with one of those Pat Patterson figures, if you're in Hartford, Connecticut, you will be the listener of the week. <laughs> yeah, you can replace me for a week. You can, you and Sheena can host the show and uh, that'll, be your be- that'll be your benefit. I'll take a week. I'll just produce it. I'll, I won't even talk. But uh, yeah, if 
you're up there, if you we know anybody, there's a couple folks on Twitter up in that area that I've I've talked to, and they're going to try to get up and go to the. Uh, I'm sure when they do that, Pat Patterson probably has a a case like you know probably more than a case. There's probably going to be a ton of people there, so I'm sure they have a ton of yeah, those would, figures. Yeah, I would imagine that they're going to have plenty of figures because um, what was it when remember when Carmella dropped her yep. figure? I mean, they yeah. had they had quite a few of those. Yeah, they were uh, all over eBay so, yeah. after a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can only imagine that they're going to have have you know enough for for everybody that goes there my um king mabel is in in route from ringside collectibles or and if you've ordered any of that yeah i know it took took forever but it would it's just weird because now they're available for sale on the regular website so i don't know why yeah. the, the pre-order was necessary there's some sort of mix up with the chase what the you know the chase figure and the regular figure and what they're sending you people have been getting emails from ringside and i think they just didn't i think mattel didn't really tell them which one was the chase because there's really not too much of a difference i think the the regular figure has an m on the chest and the the chase has kind of these lightning bolts i think they both look pretty cool i don't i don't know if there's you know any difference between them definitely nothing i mean some people are very particular but yeah it's definitely nothing to get your panties in a wad about um you know just be glad just be glad you got it exactly i'm excited to get that i'm gonna do an unboxing video for that along with the rest of my new generation figures on the uh, the Patreon page I have I mean it's going to be a long video I'm going to tell you at the beginning of it to you know grab a drink grab a coffee or something cuz I have you know 20 or so figures that I had to unbox and and we'll we'll pull them out I'm going to buy one of those nice tripods like you have and uh you know go, go to Fancy. town Yep I Bill's found getting some pr- production value There you go yeah I I got to get on your level <laughs> get yourself a nice ring light you know you can set you can set yourself up in front of your new detoffs um and uh with all of your new gen figures in the background i told the wife i just want the, the people are now fixing the, the house is all done they're, they're starting in the basement they're getting the basement all fixed i told her for father's day all i want is just to not go anywhere i i just want to stay at the house you know we can all hang out and watch movies in our pajamas and order chinese food or whatever I just want to put my figures in my detolf and get everything all set up and then not go anywhere. So she's like, okay, that's cool with me. So, you know, nice. e- easy you sound Father's like, you sound Day. Like Seth. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the Seth's kind of Father's Day. Like he's like, I just want to stay in, watch wrestling and, you know, dick around in my uh, in my Mark Cave. You know, like that's how, that's totally like Seth's kind of Father's Day. I found another set of Retro Series 8, which I'm going to be opening uh, one of. So I found those. Those are at our local targets here now. So that's pretty cool. And uh, the big news of the week, I purchased uh, one of my Holy Grails, Sheena. You did? What? What? What is it? This is a uh, Defining Moments Hulk Hogan <gasps> mint on card. Oh! And this, this is a special figure for me because this is one of the figures that got me back into collecting, got me back into maybe even starting this podcast with you because, I mean, it's, number one, it's Hulk Hogan, the freaking man yeah. when I, of my childhood, the dude that got me into wrestling in the first place, and mm-hmm. uh, probably one of the better figures ever made, I would say, one of my favorites, I mean, I guess it's a personal opinion, but... Uh, yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, so I'm. Uh, I would love to get it signed. I'm not never been an autograph guy, but if I'm going to get any any autograph signed by any guy who's still living, it'd probably be this one. Uh, but it's going to be a nice addition to the the collection. I can't wait to get it in hand. And uh, another nice. uh, another benefit of joining some of these Facebook groups, and uh, there's always people on there trying to sell their whole collections. You know, trying to get money for whatever they need. You know, falling to hard mm-hmm. times, baby. And yeah. uh, you need some quick cash. It happens to all of us. So uh, I picked it up. I think it was like 30, 30 bucks. 
35 wow. bucks yeah with shipping wow. and everything so yeah, yeah that's, def- that's a killer deal good deal so I had, to, I had to pick it up so i'm excited to get that in hand well uh, what uh, color paint pan would you have the hulkster autograph your figure in oh i don't even i don't even think that far ahead like i've never been i mean listen to fully posable and those guys are you know balls deep on autographs and you know more yeah, power they, they love it i love yeah. i love listening to them mark yeah, out they definitely I'm, not, mark I'm not an autograph out. Yeah. yeah i'm not an autograph person either like i'm more of a, a selfie photo yeah, type person um even as a yeah, kid I, even with baseball players yeah. and stuff i never was like into like getting autograph balls and stuff so it's not even just you know wrestling figures i've just never never been an autograph guy i always would prefer a picture but you know to each their own but i mean with that box, it's kind of a black and gold box. Probably something that would pop, like a like a pink or a purple, or you know, I don't know if a yellow would look good. You know, it'd be more traditional for the uh, obviously the Hulk Hogan the garb. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to get that. So that is my my haul. I got a couple other things in the works, but uh, I'm trying to trying to behave myself over the next couple of weeks here as we move. I still haven't moved back on all my figs. I mean, I have them all still. The figs are still here at the in-laws' house. I'm not even attempting to bring those back into the house until i have somewhere to put them uh, yeah because, i don't blame you after yeah, after packing up and yeah after packing up and shipping over 800 action figures it, i've never been more happy to be a loose collector than i was um because i can't imagine like shipping all those mint on card one because if you're mint on card you want your your boxes to stay mint and then you've got them in the you know possession of bunch of other people that you don't know and who don't give a shit about your boxes and two it probably would have like tripled our crate count for our for our move if we had to move 800 figures oh, I bet. Oh my in, gosh. in yeah in the boxes so um you know we we probably could have just thrown them all in the tubs loose but since mattel gives us all those amazing tiny accessories um we had to use ziploc bags for for all of them, which, like I said, breaks my eco-friendly heart, but you gotta pre- you gotta protect the paint job, gotta keep the accessories organized. So you know, totally worth it. We'll make we'll make use of those. Yeah, yeah, those eight hundred bags. Some way we'll keep them for our next move. I don't know if I talked about it on the last show. I don't know if I had gotten it at the time, but I got the Tyler Bate uh, Elite figure mint on card from Amazon actually for nineteen ninety nine. It was free, wow. free shipping. And uh, a bunch of people, I think it was uh, Ralph on Twitter. I gotta pull up his Insta- his his handle on Twitter. He's a he's a good brother for sure. He 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 tweeted out that the deal was going on. It's Ralph Ralphie Vibes. He's always uh, he's a, he's a good brother on the the fully posable show. Ralphie Vibes, V Y B Z, and um, they ship- actually shipped it in one of those bubble mailers, which I wasn't too happy about, and a lot of people complained about on. On Twitter, but I mean, if you're if you're getting free shipping for something from the UK, I mean, I wasn't expecting yeah. it to come, you know, hand delivered from a stork or something. But <laughs> true, a raven drop it off yeah. to you. Yeah, so uh, I did get that as well. That was probably two three weeks ago, but uh, it's been a while since we recorded. So uh, that's that was the haul recently. Um, I've decided you know, the, on an unrelated lo- note that I'm going to build a Kurt Angle mint on card collection. So I'm in the hunt for. The uh, the newest, I think that's Elite 66, 67, 66, right. and um, that, that awesome Kurt Angle Shield Elite, which I think oh, yeah. it's like $4 on uh, Ringside Collectibles because they, they yeah, probably Elite- made so many of them. <laughs> Yeah, Elite sixty six. Are you gonna get the milk, uh, the milkomania? Yeah, curse? I think I think I have to, and then the entrance grades because there's not too many. Yeah. I mean, I tried to pick. Kurt Angle's was my favorite. He's probably my favorite all time wrestler. Right there, right there with Bret Hart. 
but uh, I picked him because you know he's got some great figures, and he also doesn't have like a thousand of them, like a, you know Seth Rollins would have. So it'd be easy, to, yeah. easy to do like a one shelf display. Um, maybe yeah. I'll fit the uh, fit the basics where he's the the awkward GM in the in the suits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Oh man, but yeah, that's all I have for this week. We didn't pick up anything, but I had I had to give a uh, shout out to our buddy Marco because we are in a wrestling figure hole. But we are going to do some hunting when we get to Kentucky, so stay tuned. I mean, really, I don't know even know what we're looking for at this point, but um, you know, stay tuned for our Kentucky hunting adventures because there's lots of WalMarts. I'm a, oh oh my God, I can only imagine how many WalMarts are in Kentucky. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Oh, it's their museums down there. <laughs> um, but probably have a bunch of five belows and some ollies and some, uh, some we got, we got big lots, big lots. Mm-hmm. Oh man. You're going to be doing some good, mm-hmm. good, some good dumpster diving hunting down there. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what's our random merch of the week? This is always a good oh, segment. Man. Yeah. Our random merch of the week this week is actually a VHS of China. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. We can't... Doing fitness. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably not her most popular VHS, um, no. but still, you know, if you're if you're a fan of the Ninth Wonder of the World, uh, maybe worth a pickup. But yeah, it's a it's geared for all fitness levels, and it's, you know, called China Fitness More Than Meets the Eye, um, and it is $14.99 with free shipping. So all of you guys out there that still have VHS players, uh, you can pick this up. Um, and you know, get your, get your butt in shape, do some bicep curls. It's so funny because I remember (laughs) as a kid thinking that China was like so huge, right? Like just thinking she was like this monster woman, right? Because she was obviously paired next to women like Sable and Sunny who were like, you know, kind of like wafy and very, very lean and small. Um, and just thinking she was like this, like abnormal human. And now I see her, like, you know, I go back and watch matches and I'm like, she looks like, like some of just like my friends who like CrossFit, you know what I mean? Like, she just looks like so normal now, you know, like the way that the female body is now and you know how like fitness is, you know, such a huge thing for a lot of women and stuff like, you know, women aren't shying away from like lifting weights and stuff like that. I'm like, China looks so normal to me now, whereas she looked like such a monster beast back when I was growing up. Yeah. Especially on this box. I mean, she doesn't look too, too half bad on this, uh, this this dvd this vhs box but yeah i mean yeah. I, I totally agree she seemed larger than life back in the day but uh mm-hmm. yeah she uh she uh made some interesting choices in her career but uh cool yeah five was it 5.99 for this bad boy if i had to no, pick this up 14 yeah 14.99 but you do get free shipping so oh, i just got to buy it now yeah i pulled it up more than meets the eye mm-hmm. yeah, i'll buy it yep. now three available this guy was a real china fan he he was he must have been really into fitness and really into Joni for sure. <laughs> Let's see if the other China video is on here. <laughs> don't don't be don't be pulling that up on your search engine. Your if your wifey <laughs> yeah. gets on there, uh, yeah, you just you gotta know. delete them cookies, girl. Come on, you go to the history, <laughs> yeah, you know. Say my first rodeo. Uh, yeah, you're like, oh, I was just down in my my in laws' basement uh, oh, googling child child, you know. <laughs> What was her? I can't even remember what her uh, what her video was called, like the Walls of China or something. No, I, think <laughs> I can't it was, remember. I think it was One Night in China, but I One Night in China. I don't know why I remember that. I don't remember my son's uh, birthday, but I remember you, One Night in China. You know why you remember, don't you lie? Yeah, um, I don't think. No, seriously, I don't think I've ever seen it. I, I don't think I've ever seen it either. It's one of those like folklore things. Like when as you were a kid, you always acted like you saw it. You were like, oh my gosh, like China did 
porn, you know? And uh, I don't think I've ever seen her actual video. Because wasn't, um, wasn't X-Pac I, in it, too? Was he? Was I he think, in the video? I, I mean, so. I know that's they probably had, like, what That's probably grosser to me than seeing China naked. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't have no interest in seeing X Pac in the buff um, at all. So I'm gonna have to Google that and look that up and see if he was actually in there because I know that they had, I know that they were like hooking up and stuff, but I didn't know it was like a um, official like porn hookup. Mm. You, hey, I was, mm. I, I don't know why I was thinking of this, but do you get the uh, continental breakfast at the hotel since you've been there for a week? Oh yeah, they, well they give it to you. Yeah, they have like free breakfast bar every morning. Oh shit, that's yeah. one of the benefits, you know. Okay. I know Seth always makes fun of me because he's like, he's like, you love a free breakfast, don't you? I'm like, hell yes, I do. It's probably not much to it. You get cereal and, you know. Cereal, a little oatmeal, you get pastries. There's a waffle, like make your own waffles, um, you know, that sort of thing. But yeah, you know, it's not, it's not crazy. Yeah, not bad. But, uh, you know, shoot, better than having to go. And and the best thing is they have coffee ready to go. Like, you know, that's, that's me. I'm like, I'm like, yes, give me the coffee. So, yeah. I'm down. Save a good 20 minutes in the morning, not having to worry about what to make. And then you, you know, jump in the pool. You got a pool there too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez, man. I, yeah. could, I could live in a freaking hotel for a week, you know? Yeah, I mean, somebody, you, com- somebody comes in and makes makes your bed and, you yeah. know, cleans up, get, gives you fresh towels. Like, the hotel life is not bad you, <laughs> at all. How do you get the baby face to nap? This is, we're totally getting off topic here, but how do you get the baby face to nap if you're in the same room? I will post a picture on Instagram. We, I like set up this like cage in there's like a, a getting ready area like it's not the bathroom like there's like a separate little bathroom with like the toilet and the shower but there's like a place with like a mirror and a sink and a closet and i like sectioned off the closet and put like like mattress pads down there for him and like oh, blankets cool. and his stuffies and i made him like a little like retreat there so he like takes a nap in there and it's like nice and dark and i have his little sound machine and then he sleeps in there at night dude the dude he's got it made in the shade dude oh that's awesome yeah i don't blame him that's like a good nap yeah all right so yeah and it's like i said it's so dark in there so he's 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 loving it our retro wrestling recommendation of the week yeah yours is the money in the bank match from wrestlemania 21 walk me through this one yeah, so it's the first ever Money in the Bank match. It was back when Money in the Bank, um, you know, I think it was like the first, what, five years of Money in the Bank. Um, it was just part of WrestleMania. Yep. You know, like it was just a match they had at WrestleMania. It wasn't in its own pay-per-view. Um, another yeah, amazing <laughs> contribution from Chris Jericho to the WWE, the, the Money in the Bank concept. But um, this was... <clears throat> Like I said, is at WrestleMania 21. I won't I won't give you any spoilers as to who as to who won, but it was for a plain black like Office Depot briefcase. Uh, like you know, like now we have like this awesome briefcase where um, you know it's like it's like specifically like marketed Money in the Bank and it's got like WWE branding on it. This looked like you went to like like seriously like office depot went to like the like file folder section and got yourself a black briefcase and that was the money in the bank briefcase but it was edge chris benoit chris jericho christian um kane and shelton freaking benjamin were in this match so definitely go check it out it was just you know in lieu of money in the bank being this coming weekend i thought we could all go back and watch uh the first ever money in the bank and also as a bonus retro pick if you guys didn't watch the little network special that WWE did on the Tom McGee versus Bret Hart match, um, the infamous long lost match. They did a cool little documentary on it. It was really, really good. Um, and it was actually supposed to be a part of Starcast, 
but WWE swooped in and reclaimed their property and, and, and jumped the gun on that again too. But Conrad was a really good sport about it. He tweeted and said what a really, what a good job that WWE did on the little documentary and stuff. And I really, really enjoyed it. So definitely go on your network and type in, um, oh my gosh, I forget the name of the freaking, uh, Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. Grail. I was like, I could not remember the name of it. Yeah, go in and you know you can search Holy Grail and it will come up with a little a little documentary. They had Tyson Kidd and Bret Hart. It was really really good. Yeah, it was really well done. That was actually going to be my pick for the week. I just watched that this morning and uh, it was really really cool. And I they must have listened to our Patreon episode where we talked about some ways to fix the uh, the network. I'd love to see more stuff like this, man. I mean, it, it was you know maybe forty five minutes. The match itself was maybe eight to ten minutes if that and and there's a lot of you know interviews with Bret Hart and some of these guys like you mentioned it was you know mm-hmm. WWE one thing they do really well is put together video packages and and highlights and stuff like that so that was really good I did want to talk about yeah. the your your pick from that Wrestlemania 21 there was a great Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels match on that card as well so if you go back and watch that Money in the Bank ladder match check out that Kurt Angle Shawn Michaels match really mm-hmm. good really good match and uh that was a that was a good wrestlemania overall i like that wrestlemania so um i don't know did you ever start listening to that uh our vantage point podcast i told you about oh no i have not i have not taken on any i've been listening to binge mode and just my my regular wrestling podcast but it is on my list um did, was they did they do something this week? Yeah, they're just they every week they're doing like a ranking of like the best. I think it's like the top fifteen and the t- the worst fifteen WrestleManias of all time. So it's been pretty cool. Oh, it's nice! Like, every episode they add one more to each list, and they you know just going back and really it really you, know, you watch all those WrestleManias, but when you go back and think about some of them and some of the matches they had, it was it's pretty cool. That's a it's a really good podcast. I recommend it's called Our Vantage Point. And uh, we're not getting paid to say that or anything, but uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm my podcast list is ever growing every single day, so it's hard to find time. I just yeah. started listening to Prime Time with Sean Mooney, which was kind of a disappointment. He he had uh, Todd Pettengill on uh, his 100th episode, and uh, which I was like, oh man, Todd Pettengill, whatever happened to that guy? I mean, shit. I mean, he I haven't heard his name in forever. <laughs> And it was a total letdown. He had no good stories. He just kind of like basically walked through his Wikipedia page, and uh, uh. it was that was it. So I mean, don't don't listen to that one. But uh, there is some really good podcasts out there for sure. Nice. Well, we do have some listener mail this week that I definitely want to get to. We have mm-hmm. we have a yeah we have a few. We have one that came in from Hall of Famer Marco Denton. Marco. Wow, Marco's all over this episode. He's like the he's like the Balt- him and the Baltimore Lead Squad might have to get some uh, some commission off of this thing. I know. We're, like I said, we're gonna have to start playing drinking games for uh, for Baltimore Elite Squad and, and Marco Denton. So every time you hear their name, uh, you, you have to take a shot. Um, so he says, Marco says, hello, you two should be the planet's tag team champion because you make your, you make time here more enjoyable. Anywho, I really enjoyed the show you did about fixing the network on Patreon. The ideas you had would make uh, me as a consumer really enjoy the product 10 times more. It also got me thinking if you can fix the network, why not fix the actual shows themselves? We know the ratings are not where they need to be. That's where the best podcast duo swoops in. My question is, would you guys consider doing a show or shows where you each take a brand, either Raw or SmackDown, choose your talent, and explain how you would utilize them to make the shows more enjoyable? Thank you for taking the time to read this. You both rock. Sincerely, the Chick Foley MVP. That is a really good idea, 
Marco, um, for a future Patreon episode. I would love to do that. Kind of like, you know, GM, GM mode, uh, go into GM mode and like kind of create our own show and pick our own talent and, you know, how we would, how we would utilize them since we like to fantasy book so much ourselves. Um, just actually like sketching it all out. That would be pretty cool. And just have like a, basically put all the guys on a big guys and girls on a big pot and just do a draft between the two of us. And, uh, you know, just come up with like, who would be our top five and top five, you know, faces and heels and go through some, some fancy booking. That'd be a cool Patreon idea. I like that. Thank you, Marco. Yeah, we're, we're totally, we're totally down for your ideas. So any of you guys, you know, if you, if even if you listen to this show and you're not a subscriber on Patreon, I would love to know like what you guys are interested in hearing. You know, we're always open to, um, you know, what you guys want to hear. We could add stuff here on the show and also, um, you know, our exclusive stuff over on Patreon. So definitely hit us up at askchickfoley at gmail.com or in the DMs um, with any ideas that you have. This one comes in to us from our buddy Raw is Ryan. He said, um, if you recall a few months ago, WWE, and he has quotes, promised change uh, change to the product, a new fresh feel, etc. Do you think they delivered or was it just a little hook to keep us interested? Personally, I feel they are half and half. They did say they were listening to the fans. They gave us a face mania by letting the fan favorites win the titles, but have also fallen back to repetitive shows again. And dear Lord, the name changes. Um, I'll let you, I'll let you speak first on this and then I will, I will chime in. He's asking what, how we feel about the, the changes. He's no, he's asking like he's asking like you know how they they came in and said you know we're the fans we get to choose they're they're committed to giving us a fresh new product on Raw and SmackDown they're not going to keep doing the same matches they got rid of the the rematch clause and remember when they did all of that um and you know he says you know they did a good job by giving us giving the fans what they wanted doing some fan service by giving us a, a face heavy mania right like all the champions left you know the faces it was everybody that we wanted to win but he feels a little bit like they've kind of gone back into that repetitive shows like giving us the same matchups over and over on raw and smackdown versus like new interesting matchups um and he says it's kind of like a half and half so he wants to know how we feel like if, if we feel that way or if it's maybe just him kind of feeling like that yeah i don't think i think we maybe got a week or two of that and it was just back to the same thing and it was just now they're just kind of oh that didn't work let's try something else let's try something else and uh it's just been kind of a stop and go since wrestlemania it's been very frustrating we kind of talked about it at the beginning of the show and mm -hmm. I, I don't know how you would change it i think you know really the, the superstar shakeup should have been kind of a refresher and could have could have been a way to revitalize all this stuff and and i don't know if they just didn't do enough people and or you know now they're just moving people around it's just you know that's that's a way to keep aj styles and seth rollins separate for Saul. and now that they're back you know on the same show together it makes it a, a special match and you could do that across multiple multiple different feuds i mean there's a lot of things we've never seen before so mm -hmm. uh, i just don't think with with now this wild card rule and all this stuff and muddying the waters here it just makes it not as special you know i just want I want them to be separate so when, you know, you can build different feuds and have cool matches where they they feel unique and not the same thing over and over. Right, yeah. You do get into that territory where you feel like there there's going to be creative lulls when you do do, like, um, you know, when it's more open, right, with the wild card rule or if you kind of take my idea and do, like, a soft split. Um, it really it allows creative to kind of be a little bit lazy and, um, you know, book the same people matches all the time. But then again, if they're not lazy, it opens up a lot more doors for a lot more talent to 
to crossover. Like I said, kind of like what we've seen, you know, recently with kind of some of these interesting matchups that we've seen. And like I talked about earlier, like the wrestling has been really good. We've seen some really great matches, um, but we're just kind of, it's they're, they're getting overshadowed because we're all like, well, what's happening here? Where is this going? Where is this leading? Um, we, we haven't been, we haven't been conditioned to accept just a good hard fought match on Monday night raw or SmackDown, right? Like everything we're so used to everything being so scripted and so predictable that when they do give us something that we're asking for, I feel like sometimes we're like, we're like shell shocked by it. And we're like, what, what is that? You know, why do they give us that? Right. And instead of enjoying it, we're questioning it. Um, which is us as wrestling fans, you know, being fickle, fickle, fickle. Um, but I think, I think they're doing a better job. I mean, it did feel repetitive there for a while because we had Becky and Rhonda and Charlotte for God for so long. And then it was Seth chasing the beast for so long, you know, because they did that like in that weird time right before mania, you know, where like the, the matches were already set up. So it's like, we can't really stray from what we're, where we're going toward mania. So they didn't really have the option to like give us new interesting matchups. Right. And then they had Ricochet and Alistair Black, come up and, you know, just be on both shows every single week. So yeah, it's, it's, I think it's 50, 50. Sometimes I feel like they're giving us, you know, new interesting stuff. And sometimes I feel like, Oh my God, if I see this again, <laughs> like if I see Baron Corbin one more freaking time, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Yeah. It's also when you have guys like Alistair Black, I moved to SmackDown. I don't know if he's even wrestled there yet. And EC3 is just kind of wallowing away. I mean, you could, you could utilize these guys and, then you don't have to have. I mean, what what would be wrong about having a week where you don't have Baron Corbin on the show or you don't have Seth Rollins on the show? I know fans in, in attendance would probably be a little upset, but you know that's why you have the match. That, you know, once the show goes off the air, you do something. Um, right. You know, just to have some different faces. I mean, you see it on NXT. NXT is perfect because NXT is only an hour long, so you don't see the same people every single week. So when you see, you know, you see a a Matt Riddle versus Adam Cole match, it's it makes it special. So. Um, yeah, I just think d- differentiating and using all the talent that you have is probably the best way mm-hmm. to do it. I, I didn't, I didn't touch on that. I am going to see NXT live on Saturday with my son, my dad, and my father-in-law, and a bunch of the, awesome. and a bunch of the members of the Baltimore Elite Squad. That's a fourth plug for them. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about. It. I think we're seeing a, a a triple threat match between Velveteen Dream, Adam Cole, and and Matt Riddle. So that'll be pretty fun. Nice. I don't know what else. So, yeah, it should be pretty good. I'll I'll recap that next week on the show uh, and tell everybody how it was. Nice. Well, our last listener mail for today comes into one of our, from one of our awesome Patreons, Tyson Trevino. He says, hey, Sheena and Phil, really love the show and listen to it, um, to it, to and from work. My question is, with news of AEW coming to TNT, in your opinion, what does AEW need to do to be successful? My opinion is don't repeat mistakes WW, WCW made. Keep up uh, keep up the awesome work and have a nice day. Bang, bang. Um, thank you for writing us in, Tyson. Um, I think what they need to do to be successful is I think just kind of like, like create their own thing, you know? Like I, th- I think they're trying to be different. They're trying to be an alternative product. And I think really staying in that lane is really a way to kind of like stand out and, you know, I don't think they're trying to be competition with WWE. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like they're really trying to just do their own thing. Um, and I, I, I feel like, like making it more sports centric 
is really interesting. Like we talked about making wins and losses matter, not letting the freaking talent run the show. I know a lot of those guys are friends and I know that can really like, you know, like, like with WCW, you know, they were letting the talent like be the creative. And I think that's a huge mistake. I think it needs to be totally separate. I think, you know, there needs to be a creative team that writes for the talent. Like that's why they're the creative team. And then the talent are, you know, they're, they're the action right? Like they're the ones that go out there and perform. Um, but I think letting the the inmates run the, run the prison is where WCW really kind of like went downhill. And I think as long as they can kind of differentiate between that, and I think they're kind of getting in those muddy waters. Cause I mean, you know, Brandy Rhodes is the chief branding officer and then you have Cody, you know, in a high ranking position. And I think it's just going to kind of, and they're, and they're also talent on the, on the roster. So I think you can kind of get into some murky waters there um, between business and, you know, being a part of the show. But um, I think they just need to, like I said, for me, what they need to do to be successful is just really just stay in their lane and set their, set their self apart and be, be unique and just keep doing what they do and just putting on awesome matches and, you know, fighting. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think th- I would not, I would hope they would do not acknowledge WWE at all or shit on WWE. I think it's, you, you need to, kind of keep everything separate and mm-hmm. focus on the things that people don't like about the WWE. They don't like mm-hmm. three hour long raw. They don't like seven hour long WrestleMania. Uh, right. they, they don't like uh, storylines that don't go anywhere. And, and there's a lot of things that WWE does really well, but I think for AEW to be successful, they need to be kind of their own thing. And like you mm-hmm. said, don't, don't consider themselves competition yet. Just put on the best product they have or that they can. Right. I mean, they have some really good people running the show. And you get Jim Ross involved, and, and Conrad Thompson now was, you know, he's on their website now as part of the broadcast team. So I guess he's he's on the payroll. So yeah, they they picked up Earl Hebner. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I saw that. You know? Yeah, wow, I didn't yeah. know he was still still working. So good doing for him. the thing, yeah, man, they they picked him up. They picked him up uh, out of obscurity, but um, but yeah, freaking, I think it's gonna be good. Like I said, I I, I think that they're gonna succeed. I I think as long as they don't try to get too big, too fast. You know what I mean? Like trying to like rake in too much talent because what can happen is if they, they need to utilize the talent that they have now um, and keep scouting and keep developing new people, obviously, um, because you always want to have people in the pipeline in case people get injured and those types of things. But um, you don't want to bring in a ton of people and then not utilize them same way, you know, same way that WWE kind of does sometimes, right? Like you bring these people in and people will get super hype about it. And then you don't have a spot for them on your show because you do have that limited time, right? Like you have an hour or two hours a week to put on shows and, um, you know, write storylines and stuff. So I think really just sticking to what they have right now and just staying like staying sticking with the basics um, and doing what they're good at. I think they'll, I think they'll succeed. They announced any matches for, I guess they have announced some matches for double or nothing. You had, you have Dustin Rhodes versus Cody Rhodes. Have they said who Chris, uh, Chris Jericho is fighting? Yeah, he is fighting uh, Kenny Omega. Um, And then you have, let me see uh, double or nothing card. Let me pull up the card here really quickly um, and just run it down for, everyone but yeah i'm really excited for for double or nothing i think we're gonna see some amazing amazing matches we're gonna so you got hangman page versus pack formerly neville for all you wwe marks you got uh the young bucks versus the lucha brothers you got kenny omega versus chris jericho you got cody rhodes versus dustin rhodes um 
You got SoCal Uncensored versus Seema T-Hawk and L. Lindemann. You got the Best Friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker. Oh, sorry, my, my volume's on. Dr. Britt Baker versus Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose. And let's see, we have any, oh, you got the Casino Battle Royale, Sammy Guevara versus Kip Sabian, which is going to be the pre-show match, Asia Kong, you, okay, these are all names, these are like a lot of Japanese names, I'm not even going to try to put <laughs> yeah, those, but, that, yeah. um, but yeah, so, yeah, so you got, you got a good, you got a good card, like I said, I mean, obviously the big, the big draws um, are, you know, Hangman, Pack, Bucks, Bucks and Lucha Brothers, and then obviously Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho should be pretty freaking epic, and then, you know, Cody, Cody versus Dustin. And Glacier in the uh, Casino Battle Royale, Glacier. Glacier. Yeah, that's, Vin- that's worth the, yeah, that's, and Billy Gunn's in there too, wow, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah it's going to be uh it's going to be in yeah Brian Pillman Jr., Joey Janela. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a cool show. I I'm, I'm excited to see like how how they do it and how it uh how it compares to their last show, but yeah, I'm pumped. Cool. Uh we want to give a shout out to one of our uh buddies, My Damn Toys. He's, Yo, he's My cool. Damn Toys. Yeah, he created a Royal Rumble. I know we always shout out uh, Trey from My Damn Toys, but he's he's a friend of Chick Foley, and I we watched his Royal Rumble that he just did recently. He has his own pick fed, um, and holy freaking smokes! Like it is just so incredible. It's basically like the WrestleMania 17 of wrestling figure events, but he spends so much time like putting these things together like a month putting these things together and there's such good production value so we're on the road to my damnation is the name of his big you know end all show like it's his wrestlemania is my damnation so you know this is the royal rumble um that's leading up to that so you guys go to youtube search my damn toys it should be in one of his first videos it's mdt royal rumble 2019 um you guys gotta check it out and if you don't follow him on instagram uh, or subscribe to his youtube definitely definitely do it this guy he's an artist and this is you can tell this is like a passion project of his and he's just he's just so dope so yeah check out my damn toys 50,000 views, man. He's got some 53,000 views on this video, man. I'm going to check it out right now. Thank you, uh, Trey, for subscribing, and thank you for putting out some cool content on YouTube. And uh, shout out to our buddies, Fully Opposable, and um, the Doing the Favor podcast. A couple, if, you know, if you if you have a day where you're driving and you're, you've done listening to our podcast and you want to listen to some more wrestling figure talk, uh, couple great podcasts you should definitely subscribe to yeah for sure. you gotta you gotta go check out this this most recent week of fully posable they had their parents um on the benefactors as they call them they had their parents on the show and it was just like the most like genuine like heartwarming thing i've ever heard in my life it was just like his parents on talking about how they used to take scott and jeff um, figure hunting and like how his mom would like take a list with her and her and her friends would go shopping for these action figures. And it just like, it just like made my heart like so warm, like just remembering like those times. And it really makes you understand why these guys are so sentimental about like action figures and why they're so nostalgic and why their hearts are like the way that they are about these, about these action figures. Like it just, it all kind of like came full circle and made sense when they were like reliving their childhood. So definitely go check out the most recent episode of fully posable. And you know, go to the segment with their with them interviewing their their mom and dad because it's like wholesome AF. Very nice. Next week we'll be recapping Money in the Bank. Uh, one of our Patreon subscribers, Trent, will be on with us 
guest co-hosting our our recap segment of the pay-per-view so i'm excited about that and uh be sure to check us out on itunes spotify soundcloud stitcher if you're on itunes give us a nice five-star review we appreciate it there uh check us out on wiretap.com sheena good luck with everything next week you will be still in the hotel or you'll be in kentucky or where are we going to be we will. I will be in Kentucky, so I don't know whether we will be recording on Wednesday night or Thursday night. We're going to work that out. But, um, yeah, when we fly. We leave the island on Tuesday. We arrive into Kentucky on Wednesday. So I should be all should be good to record on Wednesday night. But, yeah, it's going to be a crazy day of traveling with uh, two, two wiener dogs and a toddler. So pray for us. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's almost over. It's almost, you're almost back here on the mainland. Oh, I know. Then it's just road trips for life. I'm done with flying. Flying is the worst, oh, especially bad, yeah. with it with the yeah. kid. Like at least, yeah, at least if you're in your own car, like if your kid, you know, throws a fit or is like acting up, like you know, you can listen to a podcast. Like when you're in public space with other public people, like it's the worst. Like I'm ready for road trips again. I hear you. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. We appreciate the support on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other platforms. Definitely check out Sheena on Instagram at Chick Foley. You can check out our show at Chick Foley Show on Twitter. We will be back here next week. Hopefully all settled into our new digs uh, for the time yeah. being. Sheena, thank you for joining me. And uh, thank you, uh, whatever hotel you're at, for the quality Wi-Fi over the last uh, half of the show here. It's been good. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, enjoy that continental breakfast and, um, you know, stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week. It's showtime. She ain't got no money in the bank. No. She be walking well at the What y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers? Shot callers, brawlers. Give me your number, I bet she gon' call you. Come on, dog, she want you to spoil her. Christian Dior with them new Fendi bags. Anything is good, cause it's better than she had. She's sitting at the bar and she looking so sad. Talking about, uh, I'm running around in your tag. Uh, 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 I'm running around.